Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Hello and welcome to Women Lead Radio brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm Rebecca Masood, your host for Savvy, Soulful, and Successful, and this is a show for and about visionary women entrepreneurs who are here to speak their true message, shine their soul's light in business, and amplify their income and impact for the benefit of all. Today, we have our very special guest and leading lady, and that is Tamara Golden. Tamara is the owner and CEO of Journey Work Retreats, and this is a full-service retreat strategy and planning company. She partners with heart-centered entrepreneurs in crafting unique and unforgettable retreats that accelerate outcomes for their clients while increasing re-enrollments, referrals, and revenue for their businesses. And today, we're going to be talking about the post-pandemic resurgence of in-person retreats and why they lead to more money and clients. So if you have been dreaming about leading a retreat for a long time, this is the show for you. Welcome, welcome, Tamara. Thank you, Rebecca. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to talk about retreats because, you know, I'm one of those people that's been dreaming of having leading an in-person retreat for years. And, you know, I've been talking to you about this. So for our audience, start us off by defining what you mean by retreat. Rebecca, that's a great question. And thank you for leading off with that one because, you know, there's that word I feel gets bantied around a lot and maybe uh, misused by a lot of folks. So I will give you my definition of a retreat and, and where I see it, the events that I help people create impactful. And so when I talk about a retreat, I'm talking about taking people off site somewhere for a minimum of three nights, four days. That to me is sort of a minimum sweet spot where you really can get into some juicy learning, healing, discussion, teaching, training with that secret sauces that you bring to the equation. Um, I really feel that's a minimum. And then I work with some entrepreneurs and clients who are doing retreats uh, as long as five uh, nights or even seven nights. It really depends on how far away you're going that's the that's the trick really is the farther away you take people the longer you need to give them on the ground with you so that's kind of a little little tip there in your your equation but i say minimum of three nights four days and i talk about the three key ingredients and this is really important because we're not talking about a conference or a summit or a boot camp where you're locked inside of a hotel meeting room for 12 hours a day. We've all been to those events. This is not that. Yes. This is a combination of, yes. <laughs> this is a combination of three factors. 
it's some amount of teaching time, right? There's something where you are facilitating people. Again, whether it's you're leading a mastermind or you're, you're doing some type of healing work or, or teaching or training, there's some education or training time. The second element is together time. There's time for people to engage and interact and intersect with the destination as well as the other folks who are on the retreat. That is very, very important for creating connection and community. And we'll talk about how that's actually one of the things that leads to growth in your business. Uh, but that's an, a really important factor. And the third is the one that everybody forgets, and that's downtime. The third element, if you ah. want your retreat to be impactful or transformational, you've got to allow people some time to absorb, reflect on, assimilate that information that they have been taking in. That, my friends, is what leads to accelerated outcomes and transformation. So those three elements. So that's a little bit about length, and that's a little bit about format, and I think we'll start there. Wow. Well, that is the most comprehensive definition I have ever heard about <laughs> retreats. So, so teaching having teaching time together, having together time, whether you're eating a meal or sharing a meal or going off and doing an excursion. And then the third is downtime. And I love that you said that that's often the thing that's missing because we have been to those 12-hour conferences and boot camps and type things where there really there is no downtime. It's just on the whole time. Well, you're, you're drinking from a fire hose and then you come back from those and I'm as guilty as anyone where you have all of these amazing aha moments and you're taking notes like crazy and then you get home and you do absolutely nothing with it because you get back to life and you get busy and that notebook that you took all of those amazing notes in sits on your desk and you do nothing with it. And we do not want to have that happen on our retreats because part of what turns your clients into raving fans is really leading them to that place of impact and transformation. And you have to have the downtime in there to let them really process. And you've also got to give them some next steps coming out of the retreat, which is, you know, something I work with my clients around your upsell is going to be, or how is it that you're going to invite people to continue that work with you and deepen some of that, that uh, transformation or impact that they've already started to delve into. Mm, beautiful, Tamara. So well, you mostly work with coaches and healers, transformational leaders, creative visionaries, light workers. What do this particular group of people need to have in place in their business before they can add retreats? That's a great question too, Rebecca, because I've, I've had a lot of people come to me, and it's interesting. I just want to say this before I answer your question, but for many people, the aspect of adding in-person retreats into their business, it's almost like a calling. It's, there's some seed that gets planted, and it feels extremely important for these people to have in-person retreats be part of their business model. And it's not for everybody, and it's not necessarily for every business. So let's talk about what do you need to have in place so that you can even start entertaining the idea. So assuming you have that vision, what do you need to have in place in your business to, to make it a reality? So three core components, okay? Um, the first is that you need to have proof of concept. And that may sound very rudimentary, but you've got to have some product or service that you have designed and created that is proprietary to you, that you have 
tested the waters with and you've found that there are people out there who are potential clients for it. There are people out there willing to, um, to pay you for it and that they have received a positive impact or a positive outcome, right, from this product or service. So proof of concept. The second is you've got to have some clients, right? You can't have a business without them and you can't have a retreat without them. So you have to have, uh, you have to be far enough along in your business where you are bringing clients in, you've been working with clients, you have an idea and a sense for what clients want from you, need from you, you've been having those conversations, you've been having those outcomes, and so you now have a, you know, a small, at least, core of clients that you can start thinking about taking to the next level because retreats are really best used and best utilized when you're going to higher ticket programs, higher level offerings in your business, you're wanting to start to build that quote-unquote VIP clientele inner circle. That's where that's the sweet spot, sweet spot in your business where retreats really make sense. And the third piece, and I touched on it a minute ago, is that you've got to have something that you're going to teach or train on. Even if, you, even if it's so much as you lead masterminds, that's fine. You've, you can bring your masterminds if they're usually uh, online, in person, but there needs to be that facilitated dialogue and special you know, targeted topics that you're going to be tackling each day. So there's got to be some teaching, training, educational, facilitated content. So you've got to have given some thought to what is it that you can teach or train on, or maybe you're already doing workshops or webinars. That's a place where you, if you've already started to delve into that realm of what are the questions people are always asking you or what are the processes that you're always taking people through and you've now started to turn that into teaching or training content, bam, another perfect place for you to think about doing retreats. Wow, so much rich information. Well, I love what you, how you started that answer with that retreats for a lot of people. It's a calling. And I know that that's yeah. been bubbling up and for me personally, and I've heard it from my clients. And so that calling and then need to have proof of concept. You got to have clients. That makes a lot of sense. And then something that you're going to teach and train on at, at the retreat. Um, so, so when, how do we know then when is the right time to to offer our first retreat? I know I've been grappling with that myself for the, I don't know, past three years. I keep sensing that, okay, when is that right time to really offer my first retreat? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to maybe put that in some slightly esoteric terminology, but I think it's also, well, a, a yes and no. <laughs> So I'm gonna let me let me try this on for size and see what you think. The, the, I think the time in the place in your business when it's right for you to be entertaining the idea of a retreat is when you're turning, as an entrepreneur, it is a turning point in your business where you get the client attraction piece working and you get it working well enough that now you're starting to really think about the client enrichment, the client journey. How are, you, how are you moving your current clients forward to higher ticket programs and offerings so that you can extend the, their customer lifespan and enrich that client journey? There's a certain, I, I can't tell you exactly because it's a little different for every person. It's not necessarily a certain dollar amount that you've reached in your business or a certain number of clients, but there's that point where you've got the client attraction piece working well enough that you now, there's, a, there's an awakening moment where you're like, oh, great, 
I've got clients in the door. Now what do I do with them? Because I've got to I've got to be moving them to higher programs and higher you know other offerings and enriching that client journey for them so that they stay with me. Because what people don't understand, as as especially people who are new into business, is that we we put so much emphasis on the client attraction piece. And yes, that has to be there for you to get your business going. But at a certain point, you really need to understand that the people who stay with you longer are going to be spending more money with you. And it's really the client retention piece that becomes very important. And when you start to make that shift toward being concerned about retaining your current clients, that to me is when retreats make sense because you want to be going. They're a perfect stepping stone for going to higher ticket programs and VIP packages. You are talking to me, girl, because <laughs> I feel like I'm right at that place in my business. <laughs> well, that's like, okay, fine, what's then. next? There's, there's something. Exactly. Uh, you know, there's got to be something more here, right? So, exactly. Yeah, that that is, I love it. I love it. Well, Tamara, tell us why are you so passionate about retreats? Like, give us a little background on the <laughs> how it all came to be for you. How did you get started? All right. Well, let me answer those two questions, or really two questions, but let me answer the first one by saying, um, if any of you got tired of being on Zoom over the course of 2020 and into early 2021, and you were jonesing to get into a room with other people, you'll understand why I'm passionate about retreats. <laughs> so, it's interesting because I am an introvert. I'm a, I, am a, I am absolutely a self-professed introvert, but I am a social introvert. I love to feel the energy of other people. I like to be in other people's energy sphere. I think that when we get in person, there is a magic that happens. And, a, there's, and that's why I think retreats, in-person retreats, are such a powerful, powerful platform for businesses to leverage and harness because there is, something magical that happens when, when you bring people together in that place of service and leadership and you're, you have people who are like-minded, walking a similar journey, come together and develop this amazing connection and form this beautiful community. There is just something that happens there. When people go away, they allow themselves to step into that different heart space, different mind space. They open themselves up to that level of vulnerability and the deeper learning and the aha and the transformation that doesn't happen when we're virtually at home with the kids that need to be fed and the laundry that needs to get done and the dogs barking in the background. I think we've all experienced in the last year and a half why I'm so passionate about in-person retreats and why they are so much, dare I say, better and more powerful than virtual events and, and, and retreats. And people have made do and they've gotten by this past year and a half but I know there's a lot of people who now really, and they and their clients, who want to get back in, into rooms with one another. So that's why I'm so passionate about it, because I think that of, of, I have experienced firsthand the magic and the power that happens at these types of events. And it's just not anything that can be duplicated in a virtual context. You just can't. And so, so true. Um, it, it is. And I think, you know, we now have experienced that firsthand in the last year and a half. I don't have to, I don't have to, I think I'm preaching to the choir at this point. So how I got to this place is from my own journey of a combination of being a complete personal development, personal growth, spiritual 
growth junkie myself. Um, I love all of that. That's my passion space. But I was a coach, a life and career coach for 20 years. So I understand about getting people from point A to point B. And that's why I love to work with my light workers and my coaches and my transformation leaders. I get you. I have been you. I understand that impact that you want to have in your clients' lives and the calling that you have to have that impact on your clients' lives because I am one of those people. But then I have that secret sauce added benefit of being um, a licensed seller of travel and having all of this access to resources in the travel space and being an experienced trip curator, trip leader. I understand putting all those moving pieces together. So it's not only the logistics, but it's the big logistics of the actual retreat planning and creating the format and the flow, but it's being tapped into what you're trying to do in that retreat experience. So it's, it's the big picture and the details coming together. And I have that background that it sort of allows me to have that beautiful marriage of all of those pieces. Amazing. You are the perfect person to be <laughs> talking about and, and training people and teaching people and helping people with, with in-person retreats. We are going to take a super quick sponsor break and we'll be right back. Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, Microsoft. The Microsoft mission is to empower every person and organization on the planet to achieve more. Microsoft believes technology is a powerful force for good, and they are working to foster a sustainable future where everyone has access to the benefits and the opportunities created by technology. Microsoft believes technology can and should be a powerful force for good, and that meaningful innovation can and will contribute to a brighter world in big and small ways. So thank you for your support, Microsoft, and to all of our sponsors and partners. And now back to your show, Rebecca. Thank you, Tamara. Let's talk about money. How do your clients generate revenue? Because I'm sure that's the big question. It's been a question in my mind for a long time. It's like, well, how do I, is this going to be, is this an expense? And how do I actually generate revenue from a retreat? Perfect, perfect question, Rebecca, and let's dive right into that one because I know that that's a big, that's the, the sort of the, what is it, the 800-pound gorilla in the room? <laughs> you know, how do I make money from this, and how do, I, how do I plan it so that I don't also drive myself into the ground while doing it? Um, and so let me tackle that. So there are a couple of different ways that I see uh, my clients generating revenue from retreats, and I'm going to break that into short-term and long-term, okay, because I think it's important as an entrepreneur that you need to be thinking about both. So let's talk about the quick buck, okay, the short-term revenue first. There are a few ways that people um, can generate revenue from the retreat itself, okay, from the retreat itself. The first is to actually add profit into the price of the retreat. So once you have figured out what all of your costs are going to be, and by the way, that includes the cost of you getting there and you being there, your lodging, your meals, so all of your costs including yours, have been added up and factored in, then you can add some revenue on top of that in in the way of of just pure profit to the price point. So that's number one. Number two, a way that you can add even more to your ticket price is to have a VIP uh, ticket 
level, right, to your retreat. So that is some added value that those participants are going to receive from your retreat experience without it being too much more of an expenditure of either time or money for you. So it's a really big value add that doesn't dip too much into either of what you want to be having more of, which is time and money on your end. So we think through what can be those VIP elements. Is it an upgrade in their room category? Is it a private meal with you? Is it a particular excursion? Is it a spa treatment? So what can we add to the retreat experience that would really enhance that overall experience for them allowing you to have a VIP ticket level? So the other is there are some people who have tangible things that they sell at retreat. So I know people who sell um, essential oils. They sell crystals. They sell, they have books that they sell. They have actual tangible items, um, swag, if you will, that they sell, you know, at their retreat. And so they can make product and profit, you know, product sales and profit from those. Um, we can get into sponsorships. That's not normally where, you know, if you're thinking of a smaller retreat, that's normally when we get into larger retreats that we get into the idea of sponsorships, but that's an opportunity as well to offset expenses through either swag and swag bags or, you know, to offset expenses that you would otherwise be paying out of pocket. So those are the four ways that people make immediately make profit off from the retreat. Oh, and by the way, I, I didn't mention the upsell because that is the most important thing. You cannot be having it. Well, there's two, type of, two types of retreats, a standalone retreat where you're using that as a stepping stone from one level of program to a higher level of program, and that's where the upsell is absolutely mission critical. You cannot do a retreat and not have an upsell. The other place I see people really successfully using retreats is when they're embedding them as an in-person component to an online program. So it's already part of the program. Now, the easy part about that is you've already gotten the money for it up front and you've already filled it. Cha-ching! All right, but you still should have an upsell because the upsell can be a re-enrollment to continue in that coaching program or to continue in that mastermind, right? So upsell I consider as part of that immediate profit. All right, so any questions there before I move on to the long-term profit piece? Well, yeah, so do you have your clients, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Do you actually help your clients come up with that upsell? Is that part of what you offer? Absolutely. So one of the things that I love to do is uh, brainstorm. In fact, this is where I start in my conversation with my clients. Before we even start talking about planning retreat, I want to know, how is it that you plan to embed retreats into your business? So where, do they, where are they fitting in vis-a-vis -vis your other programs or offerings, either those that you have currently or those that you're envisioning for the future? And so mapping that out and figuring out how they fit into your business, which, by the way, factors into the whole conversation around upsell, is where we start the conversation. Because I'm all about, I am a coach, I'm a former coach, and once you're a coach, you're always a coach. So I want to set mm -hmm. people up for success, and setting people up for success means starting with that conversation. I don't, I'm assuming this is not going to be a one and done, that you're going to want to do these again and again in your business. So let's figure out how they're sustainable and how you are going to generate revenue from them. So we start there before we ever start talking about what is this retreat then going to look like and what's the vision and how do we make that vision come to fruition. That is step two, Okay. So, yes, that is absolutely not only part of it, it is mandatory part of, of you know, if, you, you, if we're not going to have that conversation, I'm not your gal because I want to set you up for success. Most of the people that I know who work in this space jump right into the retreat planning. 
And I've seen too many people fail when they go straight for that and not don't start with this level of conversation and preparation. Wow. That sounds like, yeah, that's so important. So I'm, I'm just really glad because I, imagining there's a lot of people out there that aren't thinking they're just thinking like oh, I just want to go to Belize and get a bunch of people together and have a good time and <laughs> and I will get you there but we've got to have that conversation first conversation first because I want you to I want you to this to be successful for you in every absolute way possible beautiful well let's have you share with our audience in case they want to get in touch with you after our show let us know uh, what, how would you like our audience to contact you? The best way, Rebecca, is for folks to go to my website. It is Journey Work Retreats, no tricky spellings, the word journey, the word work, the word retreats, plural, dot com. And I have actually on there, um, you can obviously reach out to me and get in touch with me through my website, but I have on there a free 15-question retreat ready assessment. So if you're somebody who's thinking about, okay, well, is, is my business ready for retreats? Am I ready? You can actually take our, our assessment and find out. <laughs> so it's a quick and easy little 15 multiple choice question assessment that'll let you know. And, and the outcome of that also is you can reach out with to me and, and get on my calendar as a result of taking that assessment as well. So I invite people to do that. And if we have time for it, we can come back to that question of the long term revenue um, benefits to your business as well. Beautiful. So journeyworkretreats.com, and that website URL will be in our show notes in case you didn't get that. Well, I just want to hear, I'm so curious to know, what has been your most favorite retreat that you've helped plan so far? Oh, my gosh. Uh, that's like asking your, that's like asking a mom, you know, who's your favorite child? Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, there are actually, I, I, I will, there's two that I can think of, and one of them is a very large retreat. It's a little bit of an anomaly, but it's very dear to my heart. And I do every year, I, I run the retreat for a consortium of healers, an online consortium of healers called the Wellness Universe. And that demographic is near and dear to my heart, and it's a hundred. It's about a hundred-person uh, event, so that you can well imagine. That's a very a little bit of an anomaly. I then the flip side of that, or this is the small retreat that I do, and the one that I have coming up is one that's very near and dear to my heart, which is, by the way, to Belize, and it is um, the Barefoot Perfect Belize retreat run by Amy Allers and Sam Bennett, who are two coaches um, who collaborate on running a retreat together every year, and they bring about 15 gals with them, and uh, this is the second year they're going to Belize. And uh, that is uh, one that I love because it's that smaller model. I really like retreats that are kind of in that 10 to 15 person space. Uh, I think that, that that generating that level of intimacy is really very beneficial, and that's really that deep dive that your clients want to have with you that's very important. Um, interestingly, though, the 100-person wellness universe ends up being very, very intimate and soulful and transformational as well. So it's, it's, that it's, not, it's not that it's impossible to do at those higher numbers that you just have to really give some thought as to how you do it. So let's just take an example. And with your Belize trip that you have coming up or the retreat that you have coming up, share a little more about long-term revenue and how that comes about Absolutely, and that's a, that's a really great one to, to think about because 
Sam and Amy are committed to doing retreats. They've done them separately, and then they've been doing them together for many years now. And I, I asked them flat out, you know, when we did our interview, why is it that you're so passionate about doing these retreats? Because I need to understand that before I work with someone. And, you know, they said, Tamara, you know, exactly what we were talking about a little while ago, the, the energy, the connection, the magic that is formed on these in-person retreats is so deep and powerful and palpable that at the time that you, it just turns their, their clients into raving fans. So they are going to then repeat the, they're going to come on, you know, they'll be repeat participants in these retreats. They are driven to take their upsells and they are the first folks to re-enroll in their programs because it's not just that they've put a really juicy upsell in front of them. It's that that they want to stay part of that community. You don't understand when, you know, part of the, 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 um, the selling point of someone taking your upsell offer is that they want more of you, but they also want more of your community. And that that is what is created so beautifully and magically in that retreat experience. Because they see Jane going up to take your upsell, and now they want to be, you know, they've just had this amazing week-long experience with Jane. They want to be, they want to hang out with Jane more, not just with you. So it's, 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 that's part of what happens in an in-person environment. It's kind of that, um, keeping the sisterhood, if you will, and, and most of my clients are women who serve women, so I can sort of say that, though I work with some amazing heart-centered men. Um, but, you know, that's part of what's so powerful. So it leads to those increased re-enrollments. It leads to people taking your upsell offers. It leads to increased referral business because they become your raving fans. So you're not only extending the lifespan of those customers, but they, you, are in, you are creating these raving fans that are bringing more clients and customers into your business. And that, to me, is the, the long-term benefit of, um, of retreats. And I, I call it the business of bonding is kind of my affectionate term for it because you, you in an in-person retreat, that no-like trust uh, you know, dynamic that we're trying to create with our clients is created exponentially uh, and you know more quickly and more deeply than you can ever do through your a conventional funnel, and so you're just really creating these um, raving fans. Mm. Beautifully shared, Tamara. Well, I heard a few key things in there. First of all, the collaboration, so partnering with another mm-hmm. coach or teacher, healer, someone in your space, and and that really appeals to me. So when you and I hear, heard about your example of the collaborating with another um, someone else uh, in leading a retreat, and then having that gets people to stay part of. They want to stay part of your community, and yeah. uh, that this that hunger. It just it sounds like it just really. Um, grows that hunger even more. And then I just, I love the term that the business of bonding. I think that's, um, that is really beautiful. And oh my gosh, we are at the end of our show, Tamara. Wow. Um, any final words you would say? <laughs> yeah. Any, any final words before we sign off that you'd like to share with our yes. audience? Yes, uh, I, there are, because historically I want people to understand that the silver lining of this pandemic is that now we are starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And if this is something that's been calling to you for a while, I would say to you that now is a time for you to really step into that space of leadership and to answer the need that your clients have 
to get out, to travel, to gather, to get back out into the world because they, there's so much powerful healing and growth that can be done in these retreats. And I think now is really the time to start to think about planning them for the future because we are so well poised to meet that pent-up desire and demand for gathering and for travel that it now is really a very appropriate time for people to think about stepping into this space. Wonderful, Tamara. Well, you have definitely inspired me, and I know you've inspired many of our listeners today. So that is our show today, and I just want to say thank you so much, Tamara, for being our fabulous leading lady guest today. Rebecca, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. And I want to say a special thanks to all of our listeners, both here in the U.S. and all around the world. We will be back for another Women Lead radio show Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific and Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific. It has been my joy to be your host today. Thank you so much for listening to Savvy, Soulful, and Successful. I'll leave you with these parting words from the late great poet Mary Oliver. You too have come into this world to do this, to go easy to be filled with light, and to shine. I'm Rebecca Massoud. Thank you so much for joining us today. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where like-focused, business-to-business executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.